0: welcome back to kingdom cast this is your host bad luck chuck we're back at it again with another episode uh I'd like to thank y'all for tuning in don't forget to like subscribe comment and share all your social media platforms it is officially draft month uh as it is today april the 3rd a few weeks away from the nfl draft and we're gonna get into future draft prospects and we're gonna talk about a draft experts draft board here on the show uh, but before we get to that I'd like to introduce my guy country to the top right hand corner of the screen and um, this guy's been a special guest on our show before. Uh, you know, he he's does a lot of great work with the NFL draft and everything. Uh, he's from now the Kingdom Says podcast. He's I guess he's their draft expert on there. So <laughs> I'd like to welcome Arrowhead Tom back to Kingdom Cash. How are you doing today, man?
1: Man, I'm excited to be here. Always love. Um, thanks for, you know, saying it's, it's the draft month. People are like, oh, it's draft season official. It's draft season year-round. Right. That once the 2020. I've already started looking at some 2023 guys, but. That's probably a little, uh, a little excessive.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> I didn't
2: want Come on, Daniel don't roast our guy like that. Like, oh boy.
0: Don't roast our guy like
2: that, man. Come on. <laughs> good pull, James. Hey, yo, before we start though, Gary and Kyle, y'all stole time from us. We coming for y'all though. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, it is what it is. We can't get them all right.
2: Nah, our brothers at Kingdom says, Those
0: are our
2: brothers. Yeah. They're yeah. trying to recruit us to get that network on. I don't know. I'm thinking about it. <laughs>
0: but, yeah, <laughs> much, respect, much respect to those guys, man, as well. So, you know. So, so. But, yeah, man, uh, let's get into it, man. So Arrowhead time, man. You've been doing some kingdom building, as you would say, uh, whenever you post about all these draft prospects. You give out your positives and your negatives. Along with some other notes and uh it's great work, man. So you know, keep doing what you're doing, man. But um, let's get into that, man. I want to talk about before we get into your little draft board, I want to talk about what Joe Marino did with his draft board as far as the first two picks, and uh I'm iffy on that, man. Um, mm-hmm. his draft board said that uh we got the chiefs taking Jahan Dotson at 29 and David Ajawa at 30. Now, Dotson, I mean he's solid and everything, but I think there's plenty of receivers I would rather have than John Johnson. Mm-hmm. Like, if he was a second-round guy, sure, I'll take him. And then um, there's David Ajabo, man. Like, Ajabo, I mean, I'm cool, but he got the Achilles injury, man. It's, that's kind of iffy on that end. So, um, what was your thoughts when uh, you saw his latest draft board?
1: Yeah, so we were just talking about that. To me, it's a little it's a little wild. Um I, Let's start with the first pick. I, I'm actually a Jahan Dotson fan. Uh, mm-hmm. I, was, I was huge on him coming into the season, and then he just kind of had a kind of a boring, you know, lackluster season and didn't really take the next step like I wanted. So I think that he's probably a day two guy. So you could you could make the argument that uh, you know he's worth the first round pick, but I I, I don't see it. I don't see it in terms of his development. So. Um, i think he's probably close to his his ceiling he'll probably i think he'll be a good player in the nfl but i wouldn't i don't know about taking him at 29 That that's a little rich for me i I don't mind the david ojabo pick uh just knowing again it stinks knowing that he's going to be a red shirt but this is a guy who's a top 20 pick before this injury and he doesn't fit a lot of what steve spagnola likes but his athletic profile is just really really exciting and he was he was having a great combine and great workouts and all that stuff right before the injury. And it's kind of, um, you know, that's one of the things that you see that you know better teams in the NFL do sometimes is they they are willing to take the risks on on play on elite athletes with with injury histories. That's how Trey Smith ended up in Kansas City, right? Uh, that was a guy who who had talent well beyond the sixth round, but had some medical concerns, and they were willing to to do their homework. and And again, the the Kansas City Chiefs have one of the best. Uh, training staffs in the NFL, one of the most underrated parts of that organization. Um, just by all kinds of different metrics, they do some really phenomenal work of taking care of their guys and keeping guys in shape to play and helping them rehab. So if I'm David Ojabo, I can't think of a better place to land than Kansas City, because you know, you're going to get some really good experience. You get that kind of that red shirt year to learn, you know, and bulk up. Um, but also you're going to land in, in good hands. But as far as the mock draft goes, that's It's a tough sell for me. To me, you got to get one day one, at least one day one starter out of one of those two picks. And uh, I don't see it there with Dotson and and, and Nojabo. So, Tom, Tom what's the. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, Tom, what's
0: the. My bad. One at a time, guys. One at a time. You got it, it, fam.
2: (laughs) I was saying, Tom, if you were going to move up. In a, in a scenario, how high are you going? Who are you going for? And and how much do you think that costs? Ooh, in a dream, uh, you're Brett Beach. everybody's on the call, or you're calling everybody. Who? Yeah. Where are you trying to go and who are you trying to get?
1: So here's the thing. I'm a firm believer that they have to make two first-round picks this year. They need – two players that they're going to have five years of control on and they need them to be hits. They cannot miss on either one. They can't. And again, quite out words, a can play in the league, but they can't, they don't have, it can't be a luxury pick, right? They have to get these premier positions. That's hard when you're at the back end of the draft. So I would say if you're, if you're going to jump up um, probably no more than 10 spots, 11 spots um, maybe as high as 20, you know, that's usually where you can finagle and get a, you know, you give up a third or a fourth round pick um, part of, you know, everybody talks about the the Tyreek trade and those extra fourth round picks add up, man. And those six round picks. And sometimes that's the difference when, when you've got two teams, you know, on the line to um, you know, negotiating to be able to go, Hey dude, I'll give you a fourth round pick next year. And it's no, no sweat off you know my back. And um, the chiefs are going to be in good position for next year's draft class too. Cause they have another, um, or they'll have an extra third rounder. Um, for the um, gosh, the guy who went to Chicago—I'm blanking on his name—but is it Chris DM- Pond? Not Chris Pond. The, That's
2: the actor. Uh, uh,
1: Poles. Poles. Uh, right. Poles. Yeah, they, they hired. I yeah. Chris so, Pond. Yeah, <laughs> not even close, brother. <laughs> so not yeah. The the other one, um, but yeah, they'll have an extra third, an extra fourth, an extra sixth round pick next year. So the Chiefs have a lot of ammunition to make those those deals. So I think if I don't. I saw that somebody commented about Jamison or James. uh, Wow, Jermaine Johnson. No, I'm doing it. names. Uh, I don't think. I think Jermaine Johnson. He'll probably be a top 12 guy. I don't. That's probably early for him. But this draft class is very top, or this edge class is very top heavy. So you're probably looking at one of the wide receivers. And so, if either of the Ohio State wide receivers are there, or Jamison Williams are sitting there and they're kind of the last guy in that group or sitting there at 20, 19, 18, whatever, then I'd probably go up and get one of those guys just so you can... Uh, I know Jameson Williams is coming back from an ACL, but it sounds like he'll be ready to go um, late training camp, and you should be able to get some some snaps out of him in his rookie year. But Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, um, Jameson Williams, those are kind of my... like Those tier one receivers, and if one of those guys is still hanging around, go get him.
2: Yeah. So... I'll- I'm not really in the favor of trading up for a wide receiver. And because I think, I think edge, I think corner D tackle or that much important. It's not a lot, but I think they're more, we certainly edge is the most, is the biggest need on this team. We have absolutely what, we don't Mm -hmm. have no edges, not for real. Yeah. Um, so I, I kind of grade I, and wide receiver is so deep that you can mm-hmm. find a guy. That it, it, Are we looking for – are you looking for a number one guy? Do, do we need a number one guy? Or are we building the current offense where it's like mm-hmm. I don't have a number one, but I got a two, a three, four, five. I got, I got like mm-hmm. a couple of tools and a three and a four. You know what I'm saying? Like I have – it's more balanced. It's more spread even. You don't know where I'm going to go. I'm going to mm-hmm. use MDS this game. I'm going to use Juju this game. I'm going to use Travis this game. I'm going to use McCullough. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think mm-hmm. it just spreads it out even more, and I think that makes us even more dangerous.
1: Yeah, we talk about the receivers, and I, I understand. I'm, I'm kind of with you. I think it's redundant to trade away, you know, this great receiver, and then go, oh, so I'm trading him away so I can go draft a receiver that I don't know, you know, how good he's going to be or how good he isn't going to be. Um, if that were the route, I'd almost want to say go trade for a veteran receiver but we we probably shouldn't get into the the dk metcalf terry mclaurin conversations if we want to keep this show uh, on the rails but as i'm <laughs> with you on that i'm just thinking if i have to trade up it's just the way the board falls because i'm happy waiting because there is depth at those other uh positions outside of edge who like i said after jermaine johnson there's a pretty big you know drop off kind of the top of the second tier uh guys that i'm not super you know, I I wouldn't move up for them. Um, There are guys that I like who if they're there at 29 or 30, you know, Boye Mafé, um, Arnold Abiquetti out of Penn State. Sure. Take them, take them and and run with it. Um, I I wouldn't even be mad if you double dipped at edge, if you went Arnold Abiquetti and then you took David Ojabo knowing that you're going to get one to start, you know, this year. And the other one's going to come behind and and replace Frank Clark. I think that's worth doing, but um, there's a lot of ways it could play out, you know,
2: Oh Tom kinda froze of up a little oh, bit. Man. Oh man. Oh,
1: no. there we go. Okay, yeah. there we go. <laughs> um, Woo,
2: yeah.
1: Thank God. Oof, all right. I'm still here, I promise. Shout uh, out to
2: Google Fiber. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> um, but one of the, the wildest possibilities is like, what if they what if they do a double trade up? So what if they take that 29 and they jump up really high into the you know the 15 to, to 12 range and then they take 30 and they jump back up into that twenty to twenty five range, and you've got all these mid round picks, you could you could do it. So um, yeah I I'm with you Davis or James Davis yeah, don't George un- no, just no
0: don't
2: want <laughs> him I wouldn't be mad I wouldn't be mad and and I think I'm I'm kind of I'm going to go uh stand up on that podium for two edges in the first round I, mm-hmm. Um I can't pronounce his name I'm not going to even try the and new Arnold Arnold is yeah. his name yeah. Ebbcetti, and 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 Mofa, is it Mofa or Mofi
1: or uh, Mafe? Boye Mafe,
0: Boye Mafe.
2: Yeah. I'm I'm totally off with names today, but <laughs> if if I could pull back that in the first round without yeah. even moving, maybe mm-hmm. cool. Like that, that sounds like a win to me. What about mm-hmm. the? What about the trade down factor? Do you think you can trade down to a thirty-five, grab an extra pick, and still get a guy that, that you would
1: love? I mean, absolutely. I I don't know what the Chiefs are going to do with all those picks if they trade down, um, but it, it's it's a it's potential unless they they want to get a you know a, try to you know get a first rounder next year from somebody. So if someone's like, hey, you know, they're in the middle of round two, and I'll give you. Um, a first this year or the second this year and a first next year for your 30, do it, right? Get a first round pick next year and hopefully that team does really bad. Uh, It's tough to say trade down because they have so many picks in this year's draft. It would have to be something where they're either getting a player or they're getting um, draft capital for next year, which is uh, still kind of tough to swallow. But um, one other thing we talked about the edges, like the edge class is kind of rough. Um, or at least just in terms of that tier, like it it just lines up exactly opposite in terms of where Kansas City's picking. So they're either going to have to move up or wait for a guy. Um, but it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me at all if the Chiefs went and uh, if he went Sauce Gardner. That'd be trust me, I'd be happy with that one. Um, me too. I'd, I'd Trade up a lot <laughs> I, for sauce. Um, but cool. I think he's going top Okay, five. so so how far would you jump for Sauce? How, uh. I jump into the top. Oh, did I freeze? Yeah, I go. I'd go all the way up to the top ten. Um, but that's that's me. I, I'm in love with the. I think he's got every everything you want in a player to make to to be that like face of your franchise on defense, right? That franchise player um, just across the. Yeah, I don't know, Chris. Sense. I don't know if Sauce or, goes top five.
0: He might though.
1: I mean, you have no choice but to trade off for
0: him because like. Um I think most likely he might go to the Giants or jets if I had to guess I think it would likely be a jet if I had to guess so you would definitely get in the top ten for him yeah and I forgot where the jets are selecting yeah,
2: yeah the Giants the Giants been talking about sauce for weeks now, so mm-hmm. they're at what five i think they mm-hmm. Giants are at five I
1: think um I gotta take a look here. I wouldn't be mad as oh wait they are yeah they're at five and seven so they could they can go either one right you really that that's a lot of
0: compensation to try to get in that top ten hey yeah. you, have to do okay, some you
1: give up a lot but we know Brett Beach doesn't like draft picks that much and if you get a guy who you think can be in cornerbacks one of the positions that gets paid so um but but just on the on the uh, the pass rushers pass rush side if kansas city's at the end of the first round and they don't have a spot where um you know there's a, an edge defender that they really like it's really i wouldn't be surprised if they would go after a guy like um Devante wyatt who's the defensive tackle out of georgia um he's a pass rushing type smaller kind of undersized everyone you know whenever there's a a pass rushing defensive tackle that everybody wants to compare him to chris jones but he's got some juice to him And you just think, you know, if you can't get to the quarterback from around the edges, go up the middle.
0: Yeah, so, like, uh, I've seen, like, on some of your comps uh, as far as, like, the uh, DNs are concerned. I know uh, Jermaine Johnson, like, uh, way back in uh, last month, actually, you did a a kingdom-building report on him, and you compared him to Justin Justin Houston. And I was like, shoot, that sounds like a chief fit to me. So <laughs> that was the man, that's the main guy I've been harping on, really, because I already know uh we already know Aiden is gonna be gone. Uh um, so i expect Kayvon Thibodeau to be gone. Trayvon Walker's probably gonna be gone before him. So I mean that's my guy. That's who I'm that's who I'm trading up for, man. Man, um, I should I, sh-
1: I should have kept that report to myself. It seems like I think somebody read it and all of a sudden he's he went from being a <laughs> mid mid first round, maybe second round guy, to now he's a top 12 player. He had a great right. combine. But yeah, he's got some powerful hands. And that's where I was like, man, that, just watching it made me think of Justin Houston because he's got the hands, but he can also get around the corner and and
2: it, if Jermaine Johnson is still around at like 15, and I just totally doubt he's gonna be there. No, yeah. I, I I Jermaine Johnson is a guy that I would make a move for. Definitely. You gotta do it. You gotta yeah, do it. You kind of got to.
1: Yeah, I I think see it's hard. I love Jermaine Johnson, right? Like in terms of tears, so when I say I'll go up to the top ten for Sauce, I wouldn't go to the top ten for Jermaine, um, right? Right. Just because I think he is a guy who's getting pushed up by a, you know, he's got a really good athletic profile, but he is a one year producer. Um, yeah, it's it's a tough one. Uh, Traylon Burks at twenty nine, <sighs> I like him. That's that's definitely the guys I like. Can, can that's the kid from Arkansas, room. right? Yeah, um, that's
2: the kid from Yeah,
1: I I would what I got to look up what his hands came in at. Um, I really thought he was going to test better than he did. I was a little disappointed in his testing, but yeah, in terms of like all the pre-snap motion, all of the like. Um, yeah, so all the pre snap motion, all the moving around, gadget plays, screen plays, line him up as a running back. You can do whatever you want with him. He, I, hmm, I yeah, I think I, I, I'd roll the dice on him at twenty nine. He just he has a lot of. It, it's just one of those things where it's going to be you have to have a specific plan to kind of manufacture his touches, especially early. And then I think you just have to bring him along as an actual receiver in terms of teaching him um, a little bit more of the body positioning and the nuances of of route running and that kind of stuff. He's not um he, he has some extra steps in there and he can be kind of a long strider, but but he's a good football player. I don't want to take anything away from him. So yeah, I think I could I would I'd be okay taking him at twenty nine. I wouldn't lose sleep over it.
0: Yeah, definitely. So Cos you was about to say something,
2: weren't
0: you? Uh I was laughing at can
2: he cover A B for fifty yards though.
1: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's like uh, Justin Houston back in the day.
2: How do yeah. you feel about I've really been in the uh, Pickens mm-hmm. camp. How do you feel about Pickens? Yeah, that was your first pick in um, the draft board I saw.
1: Yeah, no, I love Pickens. Um, and, and I know that there's some people out there who are nervous about, you know, he. Um, you know his production and, and all that stuff. That injury really messed him up. I think if you go back and watch him play before that injury, and I know he played a little bit last year, but he played very little. Um, so his, you know, just looking at the numbers, you're like, oh, he had a huge drop off. Well, he only played a couple games. He freeze. Uh, ah, um, okay.
2: Yeah, <laughs> hey, we got you, <laughs> uh,
1: man. I'm sorry. I don't know what it is today. No, um, it's all
2: good. But, um,
1: but yeah, so big Tom... pickings
2: guy. Tom, there's there's usually a run on guys or positions. Do you think the run is going to be on what position group gets the first run? I'm betting wide receiver. Um, did you say the run is on what?
0: As far as you know,
2: you get into the draft, and then there's a run where everybody takes Uh, a linebacker, or everybody takes. uh, Do you think? Wide receiver might be
1: the first. What what position group do you think would be the first to get that run? I I think it'll be the edge group. You'll see it with the two or three guys in the top twelve, and then you're gonna run out of guys and <laughs> George this And that's where I think you might see a Boye mafe or an Arnold epichetti get snuck in there a little bit earlier than than people thought. But then yeah, like you said, the receivers they're gonna go like hotcakes in the middle of the rounds there, you know, with Philadelphia. Um, you know, Green Bay needs needs a receiver. There's a lot of teams looking to to get some receivers, and there's you know a lot of guys who who have the talent to to play in the NFL. And, and um, there's probably four or five guys who who could go in the first round at receiver. So I expect that run to happen pretty pretty early. Do you really do you think, do you really think that George Pickens goes first round? Because I was thinking he might be more
0: like a second round guy. Um, unless uh, George got a pro day coming up or something where he can boost his
1: startup, then I don't know if they had a pro day or not. Um, I'm trying to remember if they have or not. I, from um, So Dane Brugler and Lance Sterline do the athletic podcast. Um, they've they've talked pretty confidently about George Pickens going in the first.
0: In the first?
1: Yeah, going in the first round and going higher than people expect. So, um, hmm. yeah, I think I think Pickens will probably – he might surprise people. That might be one of those picks that, that Green Bay makes and everyone goes, oh, okay, well, that sucks. <laughs> I mean, who's, yeah.
2: yeah. Who's you know. going to be, yeah. who, be the shot? Because, you know, every year somebody picks somebody that shouldn't. It's usually Jacksonville where they pick um, – yeah. Who's that – Tyson Alu, 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 what was, what was? Yeah, Tyson
1: Alalawalu. Oh. Or... <laughs> um, I'm not going to talk about the quarterbacks because honestly, I think any of these quarterbacks in this class going the first round would surprise me. Um, eh, I don't know. Does that hurt us think. the most? You think that hurts us the most? It is not. It definitely it doesn't, doesn't help. There, there's not. There may not be a single first round quarterback, and that's that's unfortunate. Wow. Um, if, I mean, you really want guys to be um, to be there. So, um, I'm just looking at the board here. Perry Renfri is a guy that we may not expect to go in the first, but I could see him sneaking in the back half. Um, That's the kid from Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yeah. yeah, he's had some pretty good testing. Uh, I, uh, I'm not sure how to feel about it. I'm looking at them all, going, "Oh yeah, all these quarterbacks." Uh, gosh, uh, you know, oh think, yeah. We just Malik talked Will- about this. Well, that's, yeah, that if I had to take a quarterback, this class, it would be Malik Willis, but um, Tariq Woolen at a um, UTSA. That's the one Joe Marino had him in the first round. That would be a surpriser, but the kid tested like an absolute maniac. So it kind of makes sense. I can see a team gambling on his, just on his athletic traits. Um, think, you know, like the Dallas Cowboys and, and Byron Jones, uh, a couple of years ago, the the dude's six four and ran, you know, four two six. Tyree Hill runs a four two a four two four. So, to put that in perspective. When you're six four and can move like that, an NFL team's going to want you on their team. So that would be one that um, I think that would be early for him. Probably not expected from a lot of people.
0: Yeah, um, I do. Let's talk. Let's go down your draft board, son, because we we talked about like three guys on your draft board already. So uh. yeah. Let's, let's go ahead and talk about Sky Moore. Uh, Sky Moore, um, I think he, I think he was propped up as one of the most agile receivers in this draft class out of Western Michigan. Um, mm-hmm. What did you like about Sky Moore, and why do you think he'd be a fit here?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. It took me a while. It still has taken me a while to, like, adjust to Sky Moore. It just seems that a lot of um, a lot of people who are familiar with the team think that the Sky Moore has some fans in the building. So I'm, I'm – it was more of a – this probably makes too much sense at that point to not take him. Um, just like I could see the, the Chiefs double-dipping at edge, I could see them double-dipping at wide receiver because um, that that room next year is going to look pretty empty. So uh, I think his testing surprised people. He's more athletic than what people were originally thinking. Um, but his just his, his technique and his physicality, um, you would not know that this kid was – He's 5'10, I think. Yeah. 5'10, 195. You would not know that just by watching him play. You'd think that this guy, you know, he plays like he's 6'2, 6'3. Uh, doesn't get moved around, you know, in his route really at all. He just runs right through contact. He's really good off the line. Um, it's it's an underrated thing, especially but especially when you're a smaller receiver, he can he can be he has so many different ways to, you know, get around press or get off press, um, to get off the line in a way that's that's clean and not you know, not interfered with. So he's a very, um, he's very far along as a route runner and just as, as somebody who has just really good body control, it's, it's hard because like I said, there's, um, I was kind of, I was a little bit late on him, you know, and, and some other people really, really hyped him up. And I was like, he can't be that good. And then I went back and I was like, well, yeah, he's, he's going to be, uh, He's going to be good. He's going to be a fun one. And I'd, I'd rather, you know, like him now than to say, oh, no, he's nobody. And then watch him, you know, go out and be, you know, kind of like Cooper Cup or, or something. But not to compare the two because Cup's on another level right now. But um, to be that kind of really good receiver that you just didn't give enough credit to when when you should have.
0: Yep. His footwork is crazy. Uh, the kid's footwork is crazy. Uh, he definitely, de- mm-hmm. definitely knows how to get open. Uh, and like he's so good on screens too, man. Like I've seen him, he wins like majority of his one-on-one matchups. If you, like get him one-on-one down the open field, like he's gonna beat his man every time. So,
2: mm-hmm. so That's a
0: consideration for me. So, Tom,
2: we hear a lot about spags guys, spags types, spags fits. Mm-hmm. Who do you like in in with that qualification? Who do you like in that
1: in that fit? uh see that's tough because the top that spags normally likes that's it's kind of those players aren't really uh that especially outside the top 10. um you just you're not yeah guys who are that big now you know playing defensive line are usually really really supremely good athletes and those guys go high in the draft so that's a tough one um Obviously, Jermaine Johnson was was a big one. Um, and I wrote him up, and he, I believe, fits um, – trying to look at his measurements real quick. Yeah, I, I think that Boyamafe is another one who um, fits those markers, but he's raw as cookie dough. Uh, really fun to watch. Has some really, like, really crazy plays, and then the next play, you're like, oh, dude, come on. Um, actually I take the, his arms are a little short, shorter than I thought. Um, Sam Williams, I just saw that name popping up. Sam Williams is a fun one, athletic freak, um, <sighs> missed some time, had some off the field issues, um, you know, in college, let's just call it what it was. He was, he was charged with sexual assault. Those charges were eventually dropped. Um, so you, you have to weigh that as an organization, um, And then you also have to look at the player and see that he is pretty much a a pass rushing specialist. And if you're lucky, he'll develop into something else. But he's a guy that later in the rounds could definitely um, like, you know, third, fourth round. Um, I've picked him up a couple of times. My Jai Sanders, you guys are just throwing names at me. Um, Love Sanders, loved him a lot before the year. Um, He showed up the combine at like 225 and he'd been like just sick out of his mind apparently and, and dropped you know, 20 or 30 pounds, uh, just dealing with like a stomach bug or something. So, uh, he's bulked back up for his pro day and all that. I think he's probably going to be a guy who plays as a, as a standup, um, outside linebacker in a three, four, not to say you couldn't draft him and, and, you know, use him as a, as a pass rushing specialist, but again, it's kind of that same thing. Love his play style. Uh, I just think that he, uh, and it's hard to judge because of that weight loss and because of the you know him being sick during this kind of you know prime time of testing. But I, I didn't see the the next step in terms of his functional st- strength as a player that I'd want to see. That I don't know how well he holds up full time um, you know at defensive end. So there are a couple guys later in the draft: um, D'Angelo Malone out of Western Kentucky. Uh, he's another guy that I've been just kind of checking out. He's a little bit older. Um, but if you grabbed him in like the fourth or fifth round, I think you can get some, some production out of him. He's a guy that, um, again, you could do worse. And there's another guy on my list. I was going to bring up, um, we've talked about Sam Williams, D'Angelo. Oh, Dominique Robinson. That's the one that I really like. Um, kind of the, as that mid round guy, uh, 6'5, 253, really, you know, Showed out the combine, did really well. I think we talk about as a starter down the road. So, um, uh, yeah, if they're if they're going to double dip at, at defensive end, um, look for for Dominic Ro- or Dominic Rogers, Dominic Robinson um, out of Miami of Ohio. So small school guy, uh, Nick Bonito. So I want to talk about him while they're throwing comments at me. I love Nick Bonito. If I'm going to draft him in Kansas City, I'm going to draft him in like that fourth or fifth round range, and I'm going to try to get him to be my uh, my like my Sam linebacker, um, my my third guy that I deployed, Just kind of randomly use him as a um, as a blitzer, as a um, you know, Steve Spagnuolo used to do the NASCAR package down when he was in um, in New York, where he'd have like five pass rushers on the field. I would love Nick Bonito in that role in that role, but I think he is a role player. So I wouldn't take him too early. I'd probably, probably a fourth round pick for me. So.
0: There's another name that's been common um, in Chiefs kingdom, uh, Logan Hall. I've been hearing his name um, in the second round, uh, maybe mm-hmm. late second round, if I'm not mistaken. Um, what, what's your, um, what's your opinion on him as far as like a
1: player and his ceiling and everything? <laughs> yeah. So fun story about Logan Hall. I actually started writing him up hated it. I, I hated watching him play and I stopped watching him and I went and, and wrote up Jermaine Johnson and uh, said <laughs> uh, mm. I I want to like Logan Hall for some reason he keeps telling everybody he wants to play defensive tackle even though he's built like a defensive end. Uh, I think that's the biggest thing is a team has to figure out where they're going to play him and where he wants to play He's got, he's got to pick a lane and stay in it. And his body is built like a defensive end. I don't know why. Um, so I, I don't know that that part was confusing. I, those are some combine. He made some comments in the, at the combine saying he was most comfortable, you know, playing as a three tech and you're like, yeah, but you're, you're built like an end, um, you know, not like a defensive tackle. And so, uh, again, I, I like the potential. I like the athletic profile, I like the build, um, I even like the fact that he has some flexibility where you can kick him inside, you know, and, and maybe put another edge rusher out there. I, as a full-time player, I don't know what to do with him. You know, if if I'm looking at him to be a starter, I, you know, and again, NFL coaches are smarter than I am. So maybe they have a better, better vision and better plan, but I have no idea what to do with that kid. Um, You know, it, it wouldn't, the pick wouldn't bother me at all. I would trust that they would maximize his production, but man, I, I'm at a loss because I, I expected him to come in and say I'm a defensive end, test out of his mind, and go get and go make money. I thought he was going to be a guy who would we'd be talking about as a potential you know into the first round you know day one pick, and he did not test that well, and he was he wanted to be you know seen as a defensive tackle, which is just weird to me. So <laughs> um, that's that's my my thoughts on Logan Hall. Do, do you some- think that makes him versatile? Does that
2: like increase his stock a little bit because he can do both, or he's just not suited to do
1: both at the NFL level? Um, yeah, he's not not, built to do both, right? Yeah, it's it's funny how you can in one, you know, and how you see it, right? You could see, oh well, he's he's versatile, so he can do more, or he's a tweener and he can't do, you know, he can only do, you know, both these jobs half as well. I. I tend to think he's closer to that tweener category where he, in college, yes, he could kick in and play defensive tackle just because he's bigger than everybody, right? That's 6'6, six, six, two, 283. Um, he's a big dude. Uh, you know, he is built like a, a Spagnolo defensive end, but it just seems like he wanted to play tackle, and that's where they, you know, um, that's where he talked about wanting to play. So, if I'm taking him, I'm going to tell him, you know, day one. Listen, we're gonna we're gonna put you at defensive end. You're gonna be sitting with it. You you here's Frank Clark. You're gonna sit in his pocket, you know, until he leaves the team. You're gonna figure out how to play defensive end because you're too you're too long and too lean to be playing defensive tackle in um. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
0: because like like, cause like the film I saw on him though, um, it just looked like to me he was playing better defensive tackle than defensive end because I did see like. Mm-hmm. He got lost in misdirections like you, like those teams that ran misdirection against Houston. Um, he didn't contain the edges real well, so yeah, yeah, it's kind of tough. Yeah, he like, certainly
1: has to learn it, he has to learn right. the position. Um, yeah. but he's, he's not a Chris Jones type where you're like, well, you, maybe you can put him out there, you know. He's yeah, like I said, it's, it's is it versatile or is he kind of positionless and, and kind of lost in the shuffle? And it, it feels more like that. Somebody could make something out of him, but he's—they're going to have to again have a very specific plan. Um, I agree with you. That he was not—not not somebody who is going to um, set the edge very well. He reminded me, um, gosh, who's the guy the Saints took a couple of years ago? Um, Marcus Davenport. That's who, that's who he reminded me of. He didn't test nearly as well in terms of athleticism, but just in in terms of play style, that's who he reminded me quite a bit of. Hey Chuck, who was the guy that uh,
2: Sean Smith told us? Uh, Kieran Johnson is that his
0: name? Was yeah, Kyron Johnson, like Johnson. Yeah, Kyron Johnson can. Uh, he like an edge slash linebacker, and uh, when Sean Smith told when Sean Smith told us about him, like the tape was impressive. I was pretty impressed by the kid. Um, every everything I saw, the kid knows how to get low and get around the edge and uh, get to the quarterback. And, um, and he's, he was also very good at stripping the ball, too. So have you watched any mm-hmm. film on him, Area Tom? Have you got I, a feel of? Uh, I have not. In fact, I'm,
1: I'm pulling him up right now just to try to stay relevant in the conversation. I've not watched anything on Kyron Johnson. Uh, that might be the first time I've heard his name. Um, I'll have to put him on my list and, and check him out. So I'm, I'm circling back through some defensive players. Um, yeah, we're going to hold you to that, Tom. Yeah, I'll <laughs> let you – well, yeah, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, he didn't series for minute, sure. He got me in there. Yeah. Oh,
2: you know who's a guy I like? Uh, I keep hearing his name a little bit. He tested well, I think. Um, Martin Emerson. He's a cornerback. Yeah. I, I don't and, know what school he went to.
1: How do you feel uh, about to, him? Was it, uh, he went to the same school that Willie Gay went to um, Mississippi State.
2: Uh, oh, okay. So cool.
1: I, two seconds away from saying Ole Miss, but, but yeah, he ran well. He's, he's big six, two, two Oh one. Um, I haven't, I haven't done a deep dive on his tape. I've seen some clips and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, in terms of second round, third round corner, I, I think, I think he's a third round. He's got third round tape, but his, his off season has kind of the the things I've heard. In terms of just how teams have received him, he's probably gonna be a guy who goes in the second round and probably a little earlier than what people think.
2: Mm. So, you know, uh, everybody's everybody's worried about trading up in the first round. I'm really trying to get back into that fifth round with those seven picks. Like we got like four seventh round picks. Mm-hmm. You think we I don't think we need to make four seventh round picks, you know. So would yeah. you use those as uh, training picks? Are those more trade chips or uh, just trying to beat, trying to beat a guy to undraft the free agents?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think that I would try to package at least two of them up. I don't, I don't, man, that's a long day to be picking. You know, four picks in the seventh round. That's uh you know, even for I mean, scouts and all those people are people too, and that's a, that's a busy seventh round. So yeah, it wouldn't surprise me to see them to do what they did. I, I think a couple years ago and, and package two of those and jump back up into the sixth or you know, throw a future pick in and get back into the fifth. Um, you know, we talk about trading up. One of the things I've, I've kind of played around with is, you know, if the chiefs stay at 29 and 30, but then come back and trade back into the top 50 with their, one of their second round picks, you know, trade up higher. Um, you know, I think you keep 50, but if you use that other pick to jump, I think it's 60, 64 to jump back in in front. Um, you know, you could get, you could end up with four top 50 players in theory. So that might be um, a strategy to watch. If I'm, if I'm Kansas city, I'm really thinking about that and how to make that move, especially at the, I mean, there's or it happens every year at the end of day one, you're looking at the list of names, you're going, how is this guy still here? You know, who, how is those first five or, you know, six picks um, off the board, you know, in that second round, there's, there's lots of talent to be had. So, I would love to see Brett Veach be aggressive and take, you know, his second pick in the first round, trade up, and get four players in the top 50. Okay, James has brought um, these guys. Who is this guy? Jared Stern. (laughs) I have never heard of him in my life, so I'm going to do a live lookup right now. (laughs) James, who (laughs) is he? Only only Jared I know was
2: on uh, The Walking Dead. He was eating a tainted hand. Yeah, I think his Uh, name was Gareth, though. Whatever. Same. All right. Um, I think the Chiefs have changed their uh, fit at wide receiver. It looks like Mm -hmm. we're going much bigger, faster, physical guys. Mm -hmm. I know I I don't want to really dive back into wide receiver, but who fits? Who kind of fits that later round, big physical, versatile type of wide receiver that we're going for now?
1: Mm-hmm. well somebody mentioned uh earlier you know they didn't like christian watson i i hate that christian watson had such a good combine because i was a christian watson fan before all that went down um and i think people are going to expect him to be something that he's not um but yeah i i'm a big i like christian watson i don't know if i would call him that physical of a player there are times where he gets a little soft through through coverage there's another guy that i'm just like uh, and I'm afraid to bring him up because now he's going to probably blow up. But um, John Mechie the third out of Alabama, like you know what you're getting wow. at with him, um, he's a he's his a name name been brought up. Guy. What
0: his name been brought up in the kingdom already though?
1: So. Yeah. If you're looking at, like second round receivers, I think man that that just makes a lot of sense as a safe you know a safe guy to grab. Um, maybe he comes in next year, and, you know, and catches a couple passes. But then if you're looking for somebody to replace Juju or something like that. Um, yeah. I just, that's one that I've always, I've always been a fan. I'm maybe higher on him than, than some others. Uh, I'm just thinking, cause there's, there's some other names out there. I know Christian Watson's a big one and, and some people think, Oh, he might go to the first round. I am not, I will tell you now, <laughs> uh, much to maybe two or three people's um, disappointment. I am not a fan of David Bell out of Purdue. Um, if we just stayed no, away from him, that would be great. Uh, 465 40 time didn't have a good three cut just pass on um yeah pass on David Bell out of Purdue. Um I thought Alec he had Kears. better film, though. I thought
0: he had better what? film than what he did at the combine, uh David Yeah, Bell, I just think but... he beat
1: up on some lesser opponents, but his combine was rough. And I, I wasn't you know, I those big guys scare me because I don't know if they can separate. Um Give me I, Alec Pierce out of Cincinnati though. There's another guy you want a, a bigger receiver who's who's got a little um, a little juice to him. You know, six three. He ran a four four one with a forty inch vertical. That's he he's a guy who can get up. Yeah, like that's. I'm surprised he. I'm not that surprised, but he's a guy that you if you brought him in to be your you know third or fourth guy, he's gonna probably make a couple plays every year, and people are gonna. Go, oh man! How was he a third round pick? How was he? You know, um, how did he get to the fourth round? Um, so, big, big Alec Pierce fan. Yeah, there you go, Kyle. You thief! what's
2: up, you Kyle? For us, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, I, I, I brought at least one about, fan with me. Nah, we we haven't talked about safety. Um, I heard rumors that Kyle Hamilton was what the best safety in the draft, but. He's kind of dropping right now. Uh, Petrie, uh, uh, Daxton Hill, of course, is his name that's been mentioned for months around here. Uh, anybody else that, that you think?
1: Oh man, there's there's safeties all over this, all over the first. Um, <laughs> Tom, thank you for that observation. No, there's is all over the first uh, the first two days of the of the, of the draft. Um. So here's here's something interesting about Kyle Hamilton. Yeah, he's the top safety he, for the long. I mean, he's seen he was seen as a blue chip guy. Um, he, Kyle, out oh, here stealing my thunder. I, I disagree, Kyle. I think he might he might fall a little bit, um, just a little bit. It's hard because he's a safety. It's hard because uh, he didn't test well. So I mean, like what you look at like the history of guys like um, you know Derwin James who went I think 17 overall. Um, gosh, there was another safety that was just like him a couple years ago that was super athletic. Um, those guys tested well and they were still only, you know, top 20 picks. It would be interesting. I'm not saying they should. Um, if Kyle Hamilton's sitting there at 20, 21, I think you got to at least consider it because he's a, uh, um, you know, I, I look at him as a blue chip player and, I, Kyle, stop telling people that we want him to be there so the Chiefs can trade up for uh, <laughs> <laughs> him. bring the draft stock down. Uh, but, you know, whether it was injury, whatever it was. And, and I'm sure there's... It, it would be one of those weird scenarios where you're just like, oh, this is happening. Well, let's jump up and grab a player who we probably shouldn't have a chance to get. And that's, again, with the, the position that Kansas City is in, they can do that. that that's the that's going to be the fun thing about this this draft that has been different from years past is they could do just about anything they want other than trade up to the number one pick. Um, you know, and even that. I hear Detroit's taking calls at number two. So, um, to me, that, that adds a whole new element. Like, I, I had to, like, reshuffle because there's certain guys. Like, I didn't look at Kyle Hamilton because I'm like, he's, um, like, I'm like, there's no way he gets out of the top ten. Well, the Chiefs, if they really wanted him, could go up and get him. Uh, same thing with Kayvon Thibodeau. I'm, I'm, I've been working back through his tape. I didn't honestly. I didn't look at. Kay, I looked at a couple of clips of him early on, just to see. I was like, oh yeah, he's good. He's as good as advertised. He's going to go top five. Don't need to write him up because no chance. And here we go. You know, here we are, less than a month from the draft. People are talking about him falling out of the top ten, falling, you know, ten, fifteen, twenty. Um, you, of course you have to watch the whole thing Yeah! Um, what, what are, are you, you talking, talking about, about? Like, listen, come on. listen <laughs> the draft is a is a holiday in in this household but um, <laughs> so yeah Kyle Hamilton's one to watch I love Daxton Hill if you're looking for a versatile guy who can just kind of do a little bit of everything um, I I've said this on on the kingdom says pod I wanted I wanted so badly to compare him to Tyron Matthew but you can't compare people to Tyron Matthew you just can't do it um, but that's how Michigan used him, you know, dropped him down in the slot, you know, as a single high, as a two high, um, played him in the box. Loved, love the player. Uh, Louis of Georgia was a great tester. I, I got to go back to his tape. Also a big fan of Jaquan Brisker out of Penn state. I think he's a more of that enforcer of the middle field. I, I don't know where you, what you do with him and, um, Jordan Reed on the, on the same team, you know, just in terms of, um, how they fit. Like they're kind of very similar players in that sense. I say Jordan. Is it Justin Reed? Justin Reed. Yeah, Justin Reed. Justin, Justin Reed. Reed. Well, who's Jordan Reed? Uh, <laughs> I, I, need to I look think he's look a tweeter. The yeah. Former tiny.
0: No, he's okay, like a national yeah, yeah. reporter yeah. or
2: something.
0: Is he still yeah, in the no. Yeah,
2: he was the Washington. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Hey, at least you didn't say Chris Pine like I did in for a minute. Oh, I, I think I froze. <laughs> there we go. Um, I've got a couple guys – so you mentioned Petrie. I haven't looked at him, but Kirby Joseph out of Illinois. Uh, I might be a little bit biased because that's where I'm from. He mm-hmm. played just down the street from me. Um, Brian Cook out of Cincinnati and then Nick Cross out of Maryland. If you're looking for late day two, early day um, day three guys, then yeah, go grab um, go grab those guys and um, you know get them into your rotation slowly. But there's there's some starter potential. It's a pretty deep safety class. So, yeah. so what do you
2: feel about guys that e- immediate impact versus an uh, injured guy that you got to wait a little while on? Like, uh, mm. what's the kid? Williams is injured. Uh, Ojibaye o- o- is injured. I don't know. Probably- o- whatever. Yeah. It, they cousins. <laughs> um, <yeah. laughs> how, how do you judge waiting on that guy versus getting somebody that can Maybe not as talented, but can be
1: immediately, day one. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a great question, just in the sense of you have to understand what your team needs and where your team's at. And for Kansas City, the answer is both. They Do they need immediate, immediate starters and, and people who are going to come in day one and, and contribute? Yes. yes. Do they also have the luxury of having one of the better rosters in the NFL and can draft a guy and stash him? Yeah, and they have the draft picks to do it. So they, they are in a position where, like I said, they can do anything they want, but maybe they do take David Ojabo, you know, in the first round, um, which, spoiler alert, they may be the only team who would do that. Um, they, from a lot of what I've heard, you know, uh, again, I think this is Dane Brugler and Lance Zerline and, and maybe um, maybe some others I've heard it from, uh, Daniel Jeremiah uh, from Move the Sticks podcast. That It's almost, you know, just assume that he's going to be a second round third round guy now probably a second rounder Um so i think with with a position with the chiefs having as much draft capital as they have and with the needs that they have throughout the roster and, and draft a guy who may not be you know, who may not be there to, to start day one. I think Jameson Williams, you'll you'll get some, some snaps out of him. I would be if he was at 29, I listen, I'll run the card in myself. You'll you'll hear me screaming. Uh, if if Jameson Williams is there at 29, I think you do have to keep in mind, um if so somebody said like Williams uh, and Ojabo in round one, I would be perfectly happy with both those players. You just got to hit on the rest of your picks though. You know, you have to have guys who are going to come in and start who's going to hold down that defensive and, you know, position while, while uh, Ojabo's out. Cause you still need those players. So it really depends on them on the position, but the chiefs are in, the, are in a, a rare opportunity to do whatever. I mean, they can honestly sit back and take the best player that falls to them, regardless of injuries or, you know, immediate contributions or whatever they can, they can take their guys and, and do it pretty comfortably without a lot of pressure of um, you know, absolutely having to get a certain player. I think the only position they have to walk out of the the draft with is you know at least one contributor is you know day one contributor is probably edge. Uh, everyone else, I think they can they can at least piece it together. So um, yeah, I, that's a great question. What's your thoughts on um um trading for Bradbury versus
2: drafting a guy? Would you rather? Use the pick or, or would you would you would you would you welcome James Bradbury on the team, first of all? Mm-hmm. Or do you see something in the draft that's better? And I know that depends on how the board falls, but
1: Yeah. Or sign. Um, yeah, that's uh, here here's my first thought, which is I wouldn't trade for James Bradbury until I knew I couldn't get Stefan Gilmore on my team. Um hmm. that would be my because that's a free agent. I think you get a better player. Yeah, he's a little bit older, but you grab him on like a one or one year deal, maybe a two-year with like that kind of the option year at the end. Um you bring him in and you probably upgrade over Travis Ward in the short term. Mm-hmm. And then you could draft a guy to learn behind him, and you don't have to give up that draft pick. If Gilmore's not gonna work out. I think Bradbury's a good play. I wouldn't give up more than a, a fifth for him. Um, you know, and, and I know the Chiefs don't have a fifth. I think they have to be careful not to get baited into going, oh, I'll give up a fourth. This is a deep draft class, and those draft like those draft picks are worth a lot. You can get some good players in the fourth, you know. Um if we're sitting there and it's the fourth round and, and I have to choose between, you know, um Zion McCollum, who's a cornerback I really like, or James Bradbury, give me the younger guy. You know, every day of the week, give me, give me a younger guy who I can mold and develop. Versus, you know, and that's not to take away from Bradbury; he's a good player, but um, I, I think I'd rather have that fourth round pick. So uh, I can part with a fifth, but uh, I'd keep my fourth.
0: I like that kid Andrew Booth. I like, I like that kid uh, James Davis just mentioned. Uh, I think he's from Clemson or whatever.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, what was your thoughts on Andrew Booth? Oh, I love Andrew Booth. I'm trying to remember who I who I comped him to. I, I want to take it back now because he's just – he's such a fluid athlete. It's just kind of um, – you just watch him on, on tape and it's like he's – it's almost like he's gliding on the field and he's just so comfortable, you know, on the boundary playing in space. Um, I If he's there at 29, he – I know the Chiefs don't trade up for corners and, and I'm not – but even if he's in there in the early 20s and the Chiefs traded up for him, I wouldn't be bad, right? If you – if you take a one of those first round picks and you throw a fourth in and you get Andrew Booth to come be your starter, sign me up. He's a guy that last year before, um, you know. So just kind of walking through the the process last this time last year, everybody thought Derek Stingley was going to be the first you know corner off the board. Um, Ahmad Gardner was seen as a second round pick, and then Andrew Booth was a guy that people were kind of going. He could really take the next step and be you know the first. He could probably. Leapfrog Derek Stingley. Um, he's dealt with some some stuff, some injuries and all that, but, man, you, I, I love the athletic profile of Andrew Booth. I think you can do so much with him. You can ask him to do um, to play off, to play man, to play press, and, and just, yeah, he. I think he's going to be a, a, a top-tier starter in the NFL.
0: Yeah, as you comparing him to Kyle Fuller um, on this uh, report. Here. Yeah,
1: I want to take that back immediately. <laughs>
0: so, <laughs> uh, well, so, what does so, that I mean? What would be a more Favorable comparison of his. Now that you taking it back,
1: oh man, you're gonna put me on the spot. Um, oh, yeah. gosh, that's a tough one. Um, I see. I tend to see players, and I see like their peak, and so I see, you know, like a guy who can do it all like that. Um, and this, this isn't even the best comparison, probably athletically, but just like. Who do I trust to go to play in zone, to play in man, and to all that stuff? Um, let me let me look up this guy's measurables before I say his name out loud because I don't want to sound like a complete fool. I think he might be perfect. Um, Xavier Howard would be my new comp for him. Um, so just, I and I know he just got paid, but I saw that in his game on the yeah, field. So yeah, just like a complete package. Like you, you, he can do whatever you need him to do at a at a pretty high level.
0: Yeah, Howard,
1: Speaking the of corners, <laughs> how do
2: you feel about the kid from Florida, uh, Kyrie Engel. Yeah,
0: Kyrie.
1: Yeah. Um not as excited as both. Not as excited. Uh <laughs> I I wouldn't like I wouldn't I would be very like that would be kind of a, just very like oh okay, yeah, I can live with that kind of pick. Mm-hmm. Um I like his physical profile. I think he just he just gets kind of I don't know. It's, he just kind of almost trips over his own feet and he just kind of gets up like ends up out of position on deep passes and um i love he plays physical enough i just it's it's a weird i can't put my finger on it i, I might just need to go watch it and figure it out but um yeah it's just so hard with with him because he just gets gets beat deep more than he should and um i don't know if that's because you know there's more going on there maybe there's not the safety help that there should be or if they're just scheming wrong or what, but uh, I think he can play. I think he can be a starter. I'm sure Kansas city would, would help him out, but they don't, you know, they, they will leave their corners on an Island sometimes um, sometimes when they shouldn't, um, you know, and I, that makes me nervous. I think he's a guy who probably needs some, some over the top safety help just because I've seen him get beat too many times deep um, in college. So I like the kid. I like the player. Um, you just got to figure out why, why, why he gets out of position and why he kind of loses, loses phase downfield.
0: So he got to, uh, he got to figure out how to, um, you know, stay balanced. And uh, like you mentioned, like being position more often, because like the film I saw, yeah. I was like, yeah, this this kind of looks like a spaz type of corner, but then mm-hmm. again, there's those negatives that could be costly down the road. if those aren't cleaned up. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. I just think he's a, a guy that like, can play, but you have to be mindful of some of his of his limitations and how he um, how you scheme around him and plan for him to be on the field.
0: So um, let's go into let's go into uh, the Chiefs actually hosting the NFL draft next season. Um, so what, what was your thoughts on that news?
1: Um, I'm so excited. So you know that's been kind of rumored and all that stuff. Um, you know i You can you can bet that I'm going to be all over it next year. Um, you know, if you don't know who I am right now and you'll you'll know who I am next year, come draft time, (laughs) I'm going to be everything chiefs draft related. Um, I'm, I'm just so excited to, it it is, um, you know, it goes back to the days when the chiefs were really bad. So I became a chiefs fan, um, a couple years before they traded Jared Allen. And I remember that was, you know, that was the draft class that really got me into the, into the draft. And I remember, uh, watching Eric Berry's film and, and, you know, uh, in that draft class and just being over the moon when they took him. And so it's been, you know, my love of the draft really goes back to my love of the chiefs. And so these are like my two favorite things coming together. Um, you know, cause for the longest time that was the only hope we had <laughs> was, well, maybe we'll finally draft a good player. Um, and, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited. I think, you know, Kansas city is such a A great place. I'm. I'm so, um, so excited. I get to call it home now, and you know, just the people here, the environment. I know it's going to be rocking, and I know that. uh, uh, All I know is if Brett Veach trades out of the first round, on you know, while we're hosting the draft, I'm going to find that man, and we're going to have a we're going to have a conversation. (laughs) Um, Man, you know, can't do that to us, Brett. Please, please don't do it to us.
0: Yeah,
1: that
2: was suck. Um, Tom, as a draft guy. And I've probably asked you this before. What's your favorite part of the draft? Is it the first round where it's everybody we know or is it later when you see that guy you're like, oh, they got that guy that I've been looking at and liking. He's under the radar at that, that late round gym. What, what, which mm-hmm. part gives you more satisfaction?
1: Um, so I think the first round is always super stressful because there's so many guys that you want and you never right. get the guy that you want like very rarely, <laughs> um, especially with Kansas city, you know, they're usually picking later. So um, the first round is like, it is what it is. I day two is probably my favorite just because uh, like, there's just always good players left and you're, you're just like hoping one of them falls, you know? And, you know, last year um, I know like Creed Humphrey was a guy that was like, yes, please, please let Creed get, get here. And um, I wasn't super high on the, the Nick Bolton pick when it happened, but um, you know, like, I was wrong. Uh, so just the value of those guys on, on day two. Um, and then day three is kind of fun just because you're like, you're kind of mentally exhausted because you're stayed up, you know, the night before looking up all, all the guys the chiefs have dra- drafted and then you're trying to figure out who's left on the board that can be decent. Um, so, but day two is definitely my favorite because I feel like there's, um, just a lot of value left on the board. And that's what you want. You want like those, like, you, that's where you get those steals. So those, like, oh, that should have been a first rounder. And I know who that guy is. And here he is in the second round. And now he's on my team. The, you know, I think of like, uh, not that he made it to Kansas City, um, you know, uh, but like DK Metcalf. Man, I was hoping the Chiefs would take DK Metcalf that year. I remember that right. so vividly. Um, and now I've said his name three times on the podcast. So he's got to show up. I think it's the Beetlejuice rules, right? yeah we're going to manifest it but that but that's the exact uh the exact kind of stuff you know those those guys that you know you know that you know when the pick is made you're like man we just got to steal we just got to stud so that's day 2 for me is is my favorite
0: now i okay. did see the news i did see the news about the chiefs uh possibly trading for a, a top quality wide receiver now, I don't know how top-quality they talking. Uh, I know I know a good amount said it's going to be LaVisca, Chenault. But then I said, man, please let it be A.J. Brown and Terry McLaurin. <laughs> yeah. But then you mentioned D.K. too. So, you know, I mean, do you see the Chiefs pulling it off, um, like, nose receivers? Or is it going to be, like, LaVisca, Chenault?
1: Um, oh, we yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't think it'll be Chennault. I think uh they've got those guys, you know, those that tier of player on the roster already. I also think that uh people are underrating how much I... Cole Hardman had a sneaky good season last year and I think people are kind of underrating what the Chiefs are going to put on his plate. So, um there's there's that to consider, but also I think um <sighs> I kind of, and this is, I got, I got this way around this time last year, like digging into the way that I think the draft board's going to go. And I remember going, you know what? Like the Chiefs should trade for Orlando Brown. And I started, I started saying that. And uh, Kyle's here; he can back me up. I was, I was one of the early ones on it. I was like, they should trade for Orlando Brown. Um, you and, said and so that now, I'm podcast, kind of, I what? think you said yeah. that
2: last year on our podcast.
1: Yeah, I was, I was and on the train early it. and often. Um, but just looking at now, like looking at the receivers that are probably going to be there at twenty nine and thirty, um, I'm not going to lose sleep if Kansas City takes one of those first round picks, packages it with another mid round pick this year, or next year, and and sends it to Seattle um, or sends it to Tennessee. It, here's the thing: the Chiefs were already ready. To pay Tyreek Hill that money. He wanted more than they were willing to offer. But they could pay a younger a younger player in that range. Um, so like there there's some launch there's some like okay, that kind of makes sense, right? There's um, there's a way to kind of do it. And that's coming from somebody who loves a draft and doesn't want to see them trade away a single draft pick. Like this has been for me the mock draft simulators like i said i've been doing like two or three mock drafts a day like uh I might have a problem over here but i even when you're talking about what's best for the team if if DK Metcalf is available like i, I let, let me say it this way if this time next week we're sitting here and we get you know we get the news that the jets traded for DK Metcalf and gave up a second round pick and i don't know a, a second round pick next year like a pair of second round picks is there are we going to sit here and go? Oh, I didn't want to do that. I wouldn't take I wouldn't take that deal. Like, even if you pay that, if you had to pay the man, we were going to pay Tyreek. Um, and I don't think you're going to end up paying and you get a younger player. So I'm warming on the idea. I'm not saying they should. Um, uh, personally, I am a, a big DK fan over um, AJ Brown. Either one would be fine. Uh, Terry McLaurin would be fine. But, um, I'm warming to the idea that a trade might be a smart move as long as you keep at least, you know, I think you had to keep one of your firsts and you need to keep both your seconds, everything else have at it. You know, that extra third, that extra fourth picks next year, do what you got to do. You got plenty of draft capital, but um, yeah, I, I, I'm not opposed to the idea as much as I was maybe a couple weeks ago. Okay. Hey, we need to have a public service announcement.
2: Uh, these thoughts are my thoughts and my thoughts alone. It doesn't reflect on Chuck. It doesn't reflect on Todd. McCole, call Bobby. Get the schedule. Go work out with Pat. Please. That's all we asking. Public service announcement. These are my thoughts and my thoughts alone. Call Pat. Get his schedule. Come to Kansas City. I will pick you up myself and take you to the training facility. Just go work out with them. We see Cornell, NBS, DeReese, all the other wide receivers are working out with that. Please, McCall, please. Okay. And those are the thoughts of country and country alone. And
0: I'm in agreement, actually, because uh, was, we was begging for that last year, too, on the podcast. Uh, but I remember him saying before, that's what training camp and practice is for. I'm like, no, no. No.
2: It it just but you see everybody's there now. It's like, yeah. come on, bro. Like, do that, man. And yeah. and and I was on McCall last year, and I was one of the. It was rare to support McCall last year. It wasn't mm-hmm. a lot of people supporting McCall and he powered through and ended up having a great playoffs. and up, could have be did better, of course, uh, but I don't think that was none of his fault, but. It's contract season, man. Everybody's working out with Pat. Everybody's Cornell Powell, who is a draft pick last year. He didn't come in right. He didn't, you know, blow off his game. But he looked like he' right right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, bro. It's. it's I'm sorry. I just had to get that off my chest because, like, do you want another contract? Do you want to? Do you want to be or not? You know what I'm
1: saying? What
0: do you
1: think, trade McCall? Ooh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That would be a rough one. So because uh, yeah. I
2: yeah, think no, McCall, I, McCall brings a dynamic to the offense that nobody else is gonna mm-hmm. bring. He's not the same guy as Juju. He's not as MDS. He's a diff, He's a, a wild card. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, just go work out with Pat, man. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's a long same. agreement. If, if I'm a wide receiver in Kansas City, I am stalking Patrick Mahomes until he contacts the authorities and, and gets a, at least an order of protection against me because that's the other thing. I mean, as much as it is painful to see Tyreek Hill go, that receiver room, like, you need a number one. You need somebody to step up. And, like, especially for McCole, you're you're the veteran guy. You're the number one guy now. Like, step up and do it. So, um, you, at least I hope so. And, and maybe if not, then the Chiefs will bring in somebody who will. I mean, that's that's the, the side of the NFL. And I agree with you. McCole's got a very unique skill set. Um, yeah. I, just, yeah. It's,
2: it don't even have to be every day, it could be three days or, you know what <laughs> I'm saying, just to get that chemistry, just to get it, yeah. you know, just for the fans. Do it for the fans. How Do it for that? the fans. Yeah, you just want to do it for yourself. Really? Yeah. Man, just – I like McCole. I think McCole could be very good in his offense. And I think he could go to a next level pack and take him to that next level. And it's just – come on, bro. Come on, man.
0: Yeah. From the fans. This is just a fan speaking, bro. Don't judge me. (laughs) Yeah. But real quick, though, before we wrap things up, On the show, Um, I got two questions for you, Tom. Okay, so first off, how many Pro Bowlers do you see from this draft class? And second, who's the who's your biggest sleeper in this draft class that could be that Pro Bowl player and make that immediate impact?
1: Man, thanks for at least those are like easy questions to end on. Man, are you talking about the (laughs) Pro Bowlers from like that the Chiefs are gonna pick, or that they would be in their range at all? Question. I mean, just this draft
0: class in general. Just as um, Mark ice in general. Um,
2: hold on, hold on. I think there's a lot on. of time. That's here. a difficult question, bro. Yeah, that's hard. Okay, let's let's rephrase the question. I'm sorry, Chuck. I'm sorry. No, no offense.
1: Yeah. Who's
2: the Micah parking Mark Micah Parsons out of this draft.
1: Okay, who's going to be the guy who comes in and blows blows the doors off as a rookie? Ooh. Is that a better? Ooh. Is that easier? That's cool. Yeah.
2: Okay, um, Chuck gonna beam me up for that. doing it. I'm sorry. I apologize.
1: Yeah, no, no. I like I like that because I was like, man, there's there's a couple guys on here that I think are gonna make the Pro Bowl. Um, I've got one. I'm looking at. I'm going probably. Oh goodness. Let's see. All right. I'm gonna go. Um, I'm I'm gonna give a shout out to Sauce Gardner because I am a big I'm a big Sauce guy. Um, but a guy that I feel like just uh, as a as a receiver isn't getting enough love, um, Garrett Wilson at Ohio State. And, like, I think people have accepted that he's good, but I don't think people are going to know how good he is till he gets to the NFL and starts really blowing past guys. So that's that's one that I wouldn't be surprised to, to see him break some rookie records. Um, and then you said, like, a late-round sleeper, a later guy. Who? Um, let me just look at my list here. We've talked about – Oh. Uh, okay. Um oh, man. I'll give you a guy that I like that um the Chiefs may not draft, but I like him. Uh James Cook, who's a running back out of Georgia. Um he's Dalvin Cook's younger brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just like he just runs with a, a physical style that just I don't know, like just he's what a running back should be. <laughs> um and he's he's I think he's you know pretty skilled in the past game and and does well. Uh, we also talked about Sam Williams. I think there's a lot of upside there with him, uh, the defensive end. Um, gosh, there's, there's a couple guys. I, I, the defensive ends I, I ran through earlier I think have, have some potential to, to be pretty good. Um, and I'm just looking for – I don't know. oh, uh, here we go. Here's my uh, – I mentioned some earlier. Zion McCollum out of uh, uh, Sam Houston State. Everybody talks about this uh, Tariq Woolen and like, you know, his draft profile and how well he did. Um, man, Zion McCollum's right there with him. So it's 6'2". He's 199. Um, ran a four three three in the 40. Um, almost a 40-inch vertical. Like, And to me, he moves. We talked about like Andrew Booth being fluid and that kind of thing in space. Zion McCollum, on top of having an awesome name, like how cool is the name Zion? Uh, like... Just moves he's got that lateral agility you see like when he's you know following a break on a receiver. Um I'm I'm huge on Zion McCollum. So if he ends up in Kansas City, I'll be pretty happy. Um I don't want to say Legarius Sneed like, but that might be the type of value you're getting. I think they're different players, but that's there's some value there for that guy. I think I think he's gonna be a starter.
2: Okay, it's one last name that that we cannot end this podcast without mentioning. Smoke Monday.
0: All right, I'm out. Arrowhead <laughs> <laughs> Thompson said no on him.
1: No, listen, on smoke.
2: You got, you don't like smoke.
1: Listen, I, I love the name. This might be an all time, uh, like, best name, best name ever. ever. Yeah, yeah that's
0: what my name is. Use ever. one of
1: your seventh round picks on Smoke Monday. I go ahead, like, you got four of them. Um, you can even trade up for them. Nah, he. I remember him being on my early board because I like, I wanted to, uh, um, man, I just, I wanted him to be good because his name, like, and, and I'm not saying he can't play, but he's probably going to be a guy who is a, a special teams death guy. You know, um, you, yeah, I do. I, that's how I feel about it. I like, it'd be so cool if like, Oh, who's your starting safety smoke Monday or like, you know, having that announced, you know, over the, the speakers at Arrowhead, but, um, <laughs> Great name, and I I hope that he does really well. But I, I turn on the tape, and he just seems stiff and kind of just um, not the most instinctual at times. But I, I think he can play. I think he's got a role. Like I said, you bring him in, you know, that day three, and let him be a special teams guy, and let him let him develop, and and then you can say, hey, I've got this awesome player who's got a great name. So that's where I'm at with Smoke.
0: <laughs> well, here's a. Um, I'm just gonna name this. I'm just gonna throw this name out there for like a sleeper. Um... I think Khalil Shakir is gonna make a immediate impact for a team. Um mm-hmm. he's definitely a dangerous guy. Definitely a gonna definitely a guy that's gonna be dangerous in the slot. Uh he ran most of his routes in the slot at Boise State, but uh he can play inside and out. Uh just the film stood out. Uh I know people they're concerned about his arms, but his catch radius is ridiculous. Um, you know, his route run is crazy and um just like his run to the catch, man. Like the dudes is just ridiculous. Like you can you can uh, actually uh, line him up and um He'll be able to take um, the little jet sweeps as well. So I think he's gonna be dangerous right out the gate.
2: Yeah. What's the kid from Jacksonville
0: State or uh, uh, Jackson State? Um it's about the kid that visited here not so long ago. Yeah. Uh, What's his name? Uh, James.
1: James. He, he's a day three guy. Um yeah. he he went That's to uh, DeMar- not DeMarco Jackson. Um gosh, hold on, we're gonna find it. Let me scroll. Maybe, maybe we won't find it. I lied. Oh, James Houston, the fourth. Yeah, James Houston. That's the who it is. James Houston, the fourth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So interesting player. Really uh, interesting. Yeah, <laughs> interesting guy. Um, again, probably a day three guy. Maybe that seventh rounder gets there and, um, you know, you you let him develop. But, I mean, he he had some incredible stats under uh, Dion down there. at uh, Yeah, just did really well. At Jackson State, so
0: yeah, he was right. better. He was better at defensive end than a uh, linebacker, for what I saw. So mm-hmm. I think I think he'll be better as defense end. He'll just probably have to bulk up some, but because uh, I think he's only two forty one, so he might be a little bit undersized, maybe. So.
1: Phillip
2: was, Gaines,
0: don't Dang. be
1: don't bring up Phillip Gaines. This we've moved on. We have healed from that from that curse. <laughs> Kevin always I mean, doing that on the show. He's always Kevin, man, man, really too, bro. <laughs> Kevin ruined my 24th birthday. So uh, Yo, it's your birthday? No, uh, Philip Gaines oh. ruined my 24th birthday. We all got together oh. to watch the game that year, and that was the year that uh, uh Peyton Manning threw for like 200 yards. Oh gosh.
0: Him. Oh man, man. Yeah. Eric, Eric was it was it the Sunday night game or was it the game when they came here to Arrowhead? It was,
1: it was Monday, Monday night. I think, you get at, night game? I think it was a Monday night game, yeah. yeah. It was a, a primetime game. It was either Monday or Sunday night. And uh, Was it when they came here? I don't I don't know. He just kept uh, finding yeah. those games, no matter where he went. Yeah. 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 I don't want to look it up because I don't want to think about those memories. <laughs> I leave those in the past.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh. Now, Marcus Cooper getting torched like that when oh. um, they came here. So, Eric Decker. Eric Decker had a four-touchdown game. That was yes. oh, I
2: was at that game.
0: I was at that game. That
2: was dark. Yeah. Hey, so um yo, Tom, thank you, man. You know you're you're awesome at this and you really put the work in and the time and you know what you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? We definitely appreciate you. Kingdom says has found a gem, and we will revenge. You <laughs> will revenge this loss thanks man yeah. for coming through man we we definitely appreciate you uh we probably got to do a check in after the draft definitely and then just go over who we got and all that stuff and then we'll judge it from there but mm-hmm. yo we're gonna be trying to hit y'all with draft content we got uh jordan foot coming through we got harms coming through uh craig stout maybe coming through um Ryan Tracy, which I'm very, very excited about. Nice. Should be coming through. Uh so we, we don't really try to cover the entire draft and and, and and hit it from every angle, man. It's gonna be exciting. And uh we appreciate y'all for coming through, man. Thank you, Tom, again.
1: Yes, no, you hyping me up when you got all the big headers coming in after me. So <laughs> hey, we always we start with the best. All right. So you had Jordan <laughs> foot last week, then.
2: <laughs> so,
1: that's uh, a good lineup. So, I'll, I'll be watching yeah. for sure. Thanks,
2: man. We appreciate you, him.
1: Chuck. Take us out, brother.
0: Yeah, before we take before we go ahead and go out of here, um, there is a big there is a big ball game tomorrow, and uh, we got two of the co-hosts. They a fan of each team. Uh, country's a Jayhawk supporter only because of his cousin. But then you got Kylie with the Tar Heels. So uh Airhead Time, I don't know if you follow college basketball or not, man. Uh, you going to be watching the game tomorrow? You ain't got no time for no college basketball? I,
1: I don't. I don't, but uh we'll just say uh we'll say KU. We'll just we'll go with it. So,
2: yeah!
1: Man. That's what I'm talking about. KU. Man. And I
2: support kids. KU. I support KU for my grandmother, not my cousin. It don't have nothing to do with my cousin. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Sure, buddy.
1: But nah, Okay, we uh, got
2: Kyle no, no. Kyle is suddenly a Tar Heel out of nowhere. Yeah, Kyle, yeah. Can Go we, Tar Heel.
1: Can Hills. we ban him from the chat? Is that, uh, it's, it's okay. We'll... No,
2: no, we're not messing with Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't jump even in, know what, in, what that means.
0: That boy's up to something. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Yo, Rock Chalk Jayhawk, man. We got, <laughs> hey, look, this is why Kansas is going to win. Because North Carolina put so much effort uh emotion and energy and the winning that game they're going to come down depleted Kansas is going to run them off the court Kansas by 7 damn they're going to lose now that I
0: said that <laughs> no <laughs> I mean country made, you made a great point country I ain't going to lie to you man you man I should have did that bro but I'm sure on the Tar Heels anyway man but it wouldn't surprise me that you got it done tomorrow it really wouldn't
2: so. Oh and when Boogie come back Boogie went to Wrestlemania So we definitely got to discuss that When Boogie get back Boogie got to see Stone Cold The Stone, I've never seen Stone Cold live That's the only guy I've seen The Rock Jericho, Brock all the, all the who's who I've never seen Stone Cold live
0: Yeah for somebody who hadn't wrestled In 19 years he didn't look bad He didn't look bad I had to watch, I'm going to watch it tonight I'm going
2: to watch it tonight. Definitely. So, sure. what?
1: What?
0: Exactly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thanks, Tom, man. We love you, man. Yeah, anytime, guys. Appreciate you having me on.
0: For sure. All right, y'all. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, and share on all your social media platforms. Till the next episode, we out of here. Rock top. J-Hawk. Tom!
2: Eels! Hey!
0: <laughs> <laughs>